everyone take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands of the police. I want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands What's up, y'all? This is your boy Dapper Data. Um, the show that makes Data your passion. Um, today um, is more of a, a serious topic. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of uh, civil unrest going on. We're fighting many wars, right? We got COVID-19, but we're also fighting the war of equality and uh, justice. Um, as you've probably seen on the news, um, heard on the radio, um, this is something that has been going on for years and years. And we are at a point where we're no longer asking as Black people for um, for justice and equality, you know, we're we're at the point where we're taking it, and so this episode is really, um, I know a lot of times we are have been talking about saying their name, right? Saying the people's names that have died at the hands of the police, uh, unarmed. Um, uh, we have. Uh, but but I think it's time for us to also take it a step forward, a step further because I don't think it's really about just saying their name. I think we need to really, I think we need to really tell their story, right? I think that's important for us in this world to understand that telling their story is going to let their legacy live on. And that's where we need to be. So I want to share something with you all. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen. Here we go. So these are the names that we know, right? For years, for many years, I think this is dating back to 2014-ish time frame, um, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, but these are names where Black people, no matter the age, no matter whether they're unarmed armed, they have died at the hand of the police, right? And when you tell the story, there's no accountability there for the police officers. And that is very important to understand. So take some time and I challenge you to look at the story of about five people, five people here on this list and tell their story. Let their legacy continue to live on. Don't let the end that we've seen on the news the tragic ending, don't let that be the last thought of, on, in everybody's mind, okay? That's important. Something else I want to really talk about right now is um, it's something that a lot of people are not really talking about. Uh, they're, uh, we are saying, say their name, we're saying now tell the story, but um, something I want to share is really the is 
is really understanding um, this right here. That I don't know if you all saw the tragic, the horrific killing of George Floyd, but when I saw that and I saw him sitting there, I saw the I saw the guy on his neck, and then afterwards sitting there for eight minutes dead on the ground while the guy is still on his neck, the officer is still on his neck. That was probably one of the most horrific things that I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, and don't get me wrong, because of those people, you know, at the and like right now we're telling their story and I want to continue telling their story because their story is why we are here today, fighting as hard as we are for equality and justice. So I, I also want you to understand that people are really dying here. People who have kids, who have parents, they're dying. And so it's enough, it's, 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 it is, it is um, it's something that we need to really understand as far as when we're filming, right? They're losing their breath. They're sitting there dying. So let's train, let's change our strategy now. When we sit there and we see somebody saying, I can't breathe, we need to figure out a way to help them live. Because that looking at George Floyd and looking at others who have died and said, I can't breathe, that was several minutes of filming. That was minutes after of them being unconscious and being dead on the ground. And that's sad. That's tragic, that's horrific, and I can't watch it anymore. I don't know how we're able to sit there and film it for that long without stepping in and intervening. We have to start doing that more. All right, so what I do wanna talk about now is something a little bit more on the positive side of things is um, is how we really need to start supporting our culture, right? Um, understanding that we can no longer feed the system, the system out there, right? We can't feed those white businesses anymore. We need to feed our own culture and help uplift our culture. And here are some uh, Black-owned restaurants. So these are just Black-owned restaurants that I'll highlight. But there's other uh, businesses out there, right? You have hair salons. You got nail salons. You got technical companies. Um, uh, every, every time you hear uh, something from them, Um, every time you see 
something where you have um, uh, at, at any restaurant, there's always pretty much there, there's a black owned restaurant out there. So we really need to start supporting our black owned restaurants because it's really, really important, right? I mean, the, uh, or not just restaurant businesses, sorry. We need to really start supporting our black owned businesses because it's, it's something that, um, that really, that's really important. And there's reasons why, right? You have the ability to really close that racial um, gap. You have the ability to, to strengthen your local economy. Uh, you have the ability to, uh, to, to, um, uh, to empower other black people. You have the ability to create jobs for people. Um, you have the ability to, um, to, instead of buying other people's crap, you can now hold them accountable, right? The Gucci's who's sitting there doing the blackface on the shirt and things like that. Uh, now they're held accountable because they know we won't buy their crap. So it's important for us to understand that there are several benefits to supporting our own black community and our black businesses. So again, tech businesses, uh, financial institutions. Um, if you need any of those from me, please just contact me at Mr. Dapper Data um, on any of the social media links. I have um, all of them, whether it's black owned restaurants um, or other businesses, tech companies, financial institutions, um, you name it, uh, nail salons, whatever. I can find it for you if you need help finding that. All right. So now I want to get to, I want to get back on the topic of um, telling their story, right? Because uh, a lot of people forget the people, well, I mean, we're at, we're at the place we are right now, but a lot of people have forgotten that whole story, right? Of certain people that have lost their lives in order for us to get to where we are. And uh, I do want to share some, I'm going to talk about what, one, two, three, four, five people that I believe uh, we need to uh, tell their story, right? And their list, their name is on the list of the say their names list that I showed earlier. But it's important to, to tell their stories to continue the legacy that's there, right? So, uh, sorry, it's a little, let me zoom in a little bit. So here we have Walter Scott. Walter Scott, um, African, African American male, as you saw, as you can see, uh, he's 50 years old. He was 50 years old when he died at the hand of the police. And he died at the hand of a police officer that had five years of experience. The police officer pulled him over one day because of a broken taillight. When that officer went to his patrol car, he supposedly uh, ran the driver's light, uh, the driver's uh, name through like some system and things like that uh, to process this a traffic citation. Uh, Walter Scott ended up leaving his car, his vehicle, and, and running. 
the officer fired eight times at Walter Scott as he was running away, hitting him in the back eight times. There was bystanders there that caught video footage of it. He had his own footage the whole time. That's how you know this is blatant craziness. There's, you know you're being recorded, whether it's a bystander, you know it's being recorded by your own cop car. And, and he, shot the, he shot this black man in the back eight times while he's running away. And, um, and viewers speculated that there was an object that the officer actually put beside him during that time at the end of him shooting uh, Mr. Scott. So he placed an object there after the shooting. And after chasing him down foot, he tried to say, the officer said, well, hey, I was fearing for my life because of this taser gun that was there. And he was trying to seize the taser gun. But ultimately he was found guilty um, but this is something that's just insane, right? This is something that you see that is going on every day with the black community. This is why we're scared to be around police officers who are supposed to be there to like serve and protect us, right? But instead they're killing us. Now I'm gonna highlight another person. This person right here, Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old boy playing at the park at night, and police shot him for what turned out to be a BB gun. By shooting this person, right, you took this life away from the mom, the dad, the grand, the grandmom, the granddad, you know. You're not, I have a, I have a son that's nine years old. I'm, every day I have to be scared as to whether my son could possibly die before me because he could be out there playing around and, and an officer could shoot this, could shoot this kid. And there was video footage that showed it only took two seconds for them while they slid through right beside Tamir Rice and they shot him. They asked him a question, he didn't answer, and he was frozen. A 12-year-old, he doesn't know what to do, right? In the footage, it shows that it didn't look like he had one chance at all. The grandparents, they saw it, they said, did he have a chance? No. They did not give him a chance to comply with whatever it was that he was supposed to reply with when they asked him a question. They just decided to shoot. Sorry, I didn't put up the right picture. Let me get that for you right here. So this is him. This is Tamir Rice. I'm going to share, uh, share another picture.
but you see that they don't they don't discriminate on age you know but they do a color right um to share another picture This is one of the more recent ones um, within a few years. Eric Gardner, he died in New York City by a New York City police officer. Uh, here there was there was footage showing the incident that happened where the officer put Eric Gardner in a chokehold for several minutes. He said the same thing George Floyd said, I can't breathe. And the officer did not let go until he was no longer breathing. Eric Gardner remained on that ground, on the concrete, for seven minutes before the ambulance came. I have two more to show you. This young lady here was from Oxford, Mississippi. Her name was Dominique, Dominique Clayton. She was shot early in the morning in the back of the head while sleep. While sleep in her bed, Brianna Teller, while sleep in their bed. You know how they found this woman laid in the bed, dead? Her son found her laid in the bed dead because she was shot in the back of the head. It took the city of Oxford two days to arrest this officer, a white Oxford police officer, and they charged him with murder, but that does not bring back the life of Dominique Clayton. The officer, the department fired him, but that does not bring back the life of Dominique Clayton. That does not bring back a mom to Dominique Clayton's son, Jadarius. And the final picture I want to share. Brianna Teller. Her birthday just passed. Brianna Teller was 26 years old, living in Louisville. She was killed by the Louisville Metro Police Department by a sergeant in the police uh, force and a detective there. They both forced entry into her apartment under the authority of what they called a search warrant. Gunfire was exchanged between Brianna Taylor's boyfriend and the officers. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend said, he fired because he thought the officers were intruders. The police department fired 20 shots and Taylor was shot eight times. This is ridiculous. The LAPD investigation was, was searching for two people who were already in police custody and suspected of selling controlled substances from a drug house more than 10 miles away from Brianna Teller's apartment. What? I don't, 
if this is not madness, people, I don't understand. If if you can't see that this needs to stop, that there needs to be justice based off of these stories alone, then something is seriously wrong with you. So these stories need to continue to live on, but we do need to shed light on, or shed light, sorry, on, on these individuals, right? I mean, they were fathers, mothers, soon to be mothers, right? They were uh, in the military for, for the country, and then they get treated like this. They were cousins. They were grandparents. They were husbands. They were wives. They were human people. They were human people. So I know that um, I typically talk about data within my my podcast. So I do want to bring on, um, I do want to shed some light on the data behind all of this, which is very important for you all to understand. So I do have some screenshots here that talk and show about, that show the data behind everything. And, and the data proves that there is some stuff that needs to change. So I was able to collect a bunch of data from uh, different um, uh, police department statistics across the US, across the country. And um, let me share my screen here. So this is just one piece of data, but what I want to highlight here is that when looking at the data, police have killed 1,098 people in 2019. Black people alone were 25% of those killed despite being only 13% of the population. I'm going to repeat that. Black people alone were 25% of those killed, despite being only 13% of the population. There were only 27 days in 2019 where police did not kill someone. As you can see in the chart to your left. And to your right, it shows that black people are most likely to be killed by the police than any other race. They're three times more likely to be killed by the police than white people. And this is based off of a very reputable site that talks about the killing of, of, of the human race uh, by the hands of police officers. And this is based off of a scale of 1 million people as a 1 million population of people. So out of 1 million people that that were where they collected data from, this is what they were able to come up with. And lastly, 1.3 times more likely to be unarmed compared to white people or black people. 
next falls in line, next the next uh, race that falls in line are Hispanic. I can't make this up, audience. I can't make this up. So I just I just want you all to understand that it's a time for change, right? I mean, we have asked and we have asked, we have begged, we have cried, we have shed blood, we have shed tears. We have tried and tried many methods, but nothing has worked. What we are doing is only the beginning until we have received justice and equality like we deserve. The crimes of the police can no longer go unanswered. And I want to leave you with some of these statistics. I'm going to show you another thing. Black people are living in these certain areas. And so it shows here with the statistics that where you live really matters, right? Six times, you're six times more likely to be killed by police in Oklahoma than Georgia. Eight of the 100 largest city police departments kill black men at higher rates than the US murder rate. I'm gonna repeat that. Eight of the 100 largest city police departments kill black men at higher rates than the US murder rate. Police killings of black men per 100,000 shown, are, are shown here for those who are uh, listening to the, the audio version. Police killings of black men per 100,000 are shown here between the date, the years of 2013 to 2019. And it shows how places like Reno and Oklahoma City, uh, Santa Ana, Anaheim, St. Louis City, Scottsdale, uh, Madison, Las Vegas, uh, Riverside, Albuquerque, uh, Orlando, Kansas City, Montana, and Phoenix. Those places have a high rate and it's higher, it's a higher rate killing of black men than it is of US murder rate. And the most important thing I wanna show you all is this right here. This right here shows you that there is no accountability for the killing of humans right, let alone black people, but the killing of humans in general. 99% of killings by police from 2013 to 2019 have not resulted in officers being charged with a crime. 99%, 99%. So you have to tell me, so you're gonna tell me that I have That, 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 that not only are we at high risk of being killed by a police officer, but the death of our black community by police officers may not ever go, um, well, 
the person who killed us may not ever be accounted for. Basically, the person that killed us may never be charged or convicted or anything like that. That is crazy. I'm going to leave that up there for you. But I do want you all to understand some of the key findings by based off of the data that I found shows that police officers at least 100 Police killed at least 104 unarmed Black people in 2015, nearly twice each week. Nearly one in three Black people killed by police in 2015 were identified as unarmed. And this is just what was reported. Everything I'm telling you is what has been reported, not stuff that has not been reported. So imagine the stuff that has not been reported being reported on top of this data that I'm telling you right now. 36% of unarmed people killed by police were Black in 2015, despite Black people being only 13% of the U.S. population. Unarmed Black people were killed at five times, five times the rate of unarmed whites in 2015. Only 13 of the 104 cases in 2015 were where an unarmed Black person was killed by police resulted in officers being charged with a crime. Four of these cases have ended in a mistrial or charges against the officer being dropped and four cases are still awaiting trial or have a trial underway since 2015. These are blatant murders and they're still on trial or the, or, the, or the charges have been dropped. And of the four cases where the officers involved have been convicted and sentenced, none were sentenced to serve more than four years in prison. Only one of the two officers convicted for their involvement in a death that was blatant received jail time. Um, so again, you know, this is, this is a different segment. This is a segment where I want to share light on, on the data behind what's really going on. And I hope you all find this, um, this useful, right? It's about educating the minds of, of the world and, and of our country. It's about presenting the data, the facts behind things to support it, right? We're not just doing this just to do it. We're not just taking justice. We're not just trying to take equality, right? We're saying don't don't kill us, right? We're saying, you know, we we want justice, we want equality, you know, we deserve it. We're human. That's what we're saying. So understand the message. Don't put all the emotion aside uh, and, and understand the message and look at the data behind it. So I'll end with this. You know, justice needs to be served. You know, we're no longer asking, we're taking, like I mentioned before. And we need to, you know, saying their name is just not enough. 
the people that have got us to where we are today, the George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, the Tamir, those people, their stories need to continue to be told. We need to talk about how they were good daughters, good husbands, good mothers, good wives. We need to uh, continue to show their legacy and, and, and thank them. Okay? And we need to educate our kids on, on what's going on, the reason why we're doing what we're doing, and how we're, we're trying to make this place better for them. All right. So this is your boy Dapper Data. Thank you for tuning in. I love y'all. You know, no justice, no peace. You can reach me at Mr. Dapper Data on all social media. I want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands of the police. I want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands of the police. I want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands of the police. I want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost due to the hands of the police. I want to take a moment of silence.